Welcome back to Jaffa Takes, the show where once uh, upon a time we rewatched Stargate uh, and like did did uh, podcast episodes commenting on each of the the show's episodes, and then uh, SAG after strike happened, and they they made a statement to that uh, rewatch podcasts shouldn't be uh, happening during this time because it would uh, <laughs> it would consist of promoting uh, struck work and uh, following the, the, the even though. None of us are members of SAG-AFTRA. Uh, it felt right to pause this podcast to respect the, the you know, the wishes of the actors. That it felt that, like that the right thing to do. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, you never asked me if I was a SAG-AFTRA member. That's Eric, true. Are you a SAG-AFTRA member? No. Okay, there you go. So, as far as I know, none of the other guests who have been on this podcast are SAG-AFTRA members either. Uh, so, I think like we would have been in the in the clear, but you know. It, it was still the right thing to do. And now the strike is over. So we come back and we can cover Stargate, which was very much, uh, without question, a show that was a SAG after a show back when it was being made. Oh, yeah. All these actors were legit union people. So like, yeah, definitely the right thing to do. Uh, so it's been like what it was. It was July last time we recorded one and now it's December. Oh so it's, it's been like That's five so months. That's so wild. I forgot yeah. it's been that long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I went uh, into the Discord and saw July 10th is the last message. Yes. Uh, like, and M recorded a couple bonus episodes because we couldn't get a group together. And then, like, the, the, the strike, the SAG after statement came out and we just decided, okay, let's, let's, t- let's take a break. And we, we did. And then, like, the strike ended. And then it took a few more weeks to actually get a group together. And now it's almost the holidays. So, so here we are. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Jaffa Takes. Uh, let's talk about Stargate. Uh, starting with, like, I guess, updates uh, on things that have happened both in, you know, for me personally related to Stargate and also yeah. a Stargate thing that is actually happening, like, in the wider world out there. Uh, it's not huge or anything, but uh, we, have, we have some news because we've had time to save it up this time. Um, the first is, like, that, like, right after the last time we recorded almost, uh, I went to Montreal Comic Con and Michael Shanks was there and I went and, like, I saw him and I got him to sign my Stargate Blu-rays. It was really cool. Uh, that's awesome yeah uh he he seemed really nice he's still if if you're wondering what what uh michael shanks who played daniel jackson looks like now uh, 25 years later he looks like exactly the same guy but his hair is gray now Uh, (laughs) so um yeah that that was really nice uh we had there's people who like I feel like fit the phrase like that guy aged well, where it's like, oh, yeah, that guy's older, but he still mm-hmm. looks good. And then there's people where it's like that. Are we sure that that's not just like <laughs> that just looks the same? Like what uh-huh. happened? I don't understand. Yeah. He's, you know, 
actors actors are attractive this is not this is not weird or anything and they they, they, they tend to be people who take good care of their appearance yeah. uh, but yeah michael shanks can confirm has aged gracefully uh okay yeah. Uh, yeah you can also like if you watch the game awards any any year you can get a peek of how, at how christopher judge is aging because being the voice of kratos oh, yeah. and apparently a recurring guest on there he's always on stage giving a speech there was like a little joke this year there's like a minor controversy because his joke included like a jab at call of duty and like if it was taken as like a slight against the developers oh my god it's not okay. it's like not their fault that call of duty is bad but anyway then there's the whole question of like he didn't write that speech like the, that stuff of was not. scripted He's, for him yeah. <laughs> so whatever uh it's not he has like, never yeah. played call of duty i almost guarantee oh, it uh, I wouldn't say that Christopher Judge was pretty well known, like because it's, it's going to happen later in the show, but it's going to become like kind of a gag that Teal is turning into a gamer and that he likes okay. playing PlayStation Two games. All right, well, and like maybe, apparently that's yeah. apparently that's Christopher Judge bringing that to the show, and he's like because because he really liked playing video games, he's like it would be fun if Teal was also a gamer, and he just decided to have that happen. So like that the the odds that Christopher Judge has played Call of Duty are are actually pretty significant. Fair enough. Still, Fair enough. but it's um, probably the original Call of Duty, right? Not the fifteenth or whatever that this. Yeah, is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so uh, that's 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 one part of it. The other thing is, uh, M just like uh, linked us on our chat today that apparently a Stargate uh, tactical, real time tactical game is gonna come out in like two days from this recording, uh, December twelfth. They linked me the page on on Steam. Uh, it's called Stargate Timekeepers. Uh, I saw like a, a short little gameplay video. Uh, gotta be honest, it looks kind of boring. <laughs> It looks really dry. Uh, maybe the the video, like it's not, like the, this type of game just probably doesn't trailer very well, honestly, because it's it's all just like tactics your, games your are movements. hard to like, like you know even uh, before um, Blizzard only made um, like MMOs, uh, mm -hmm. they they like even the Starcraft and, and mm -hmm. Warcraft, they were just the cinematics. Like they didn't show yes. gameplay in those things for trailers because well, right. it's boring. And like the, 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 the thing about Blizzard is that they were the one developer that put a lot of, you know, money into uh, production values to make their RTS games look, look exciting and more, you know, flashier than the competition. So like you could watch, you know, a Starcraft mission or whatever and some cool shit would happen in it. There were set pieces. Uh, so like I get that it's hard, especially if you're making a freaking Stargate game in 2023 to, you know, they they didn't get a AAA budget for, for this thing, but it, it is interesting that they are, that like, I, I guess Amazon is out there licensing the Stargate license to video game developers for them to make tactical games with it. Um, so yeah, you can look it up. It's not out yet. So I guess uh, there's a demo. I could have tried it, uh, but I didn't, so no, <laughs> no. Uh, I can't, cannot, cannot make a statement on the quality of the game. Uh, but yeah, it's it's being sold for thirty eight ninety nine Canadian on Steam, which is like a normal budget video title. game price. Yeah, uh, it's it's a budget slash you know not AAA. But like right. I, I say that because that indicates to me that it's not going to be some live service trash full, filled with uh, monetization, oh, sure. though. Yeah. You know. Can't promise that either. Uh, I'm not there. So if you're interested in checking it out, uh, maybe I'll play the demo by the time we record a new uh, podcast so that I can at least uh, tell you how it feels. 
but yeah, the, the 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 gameplay video is like there's a Jaffa lady and a human lady, and they're sneaking through a Jaffa camp, and it looks like extremely generic tactical top-down stuff where they're sneaking around and doing stealth. Um. <laughs> it's interesting. Like I was, you know, I was looking. I was like, that's that's a really. It's kind of weird to do that now, but like, it's a show that people like. People still have a ton of. Uh, like nostalgia and good feelings about the, the mm-hmm. um, uh, the property, uh, such mm-hmm. as it is. And like, I feel like it's been, it, I just Googled to look. Stargate Universe ended in 2011. Yes. So it's been 12 years. Yep. Like, that's a long time. Uh, it's not like an insanely long time, but it is a kind of a long time. And I feel like, Maybe it's just too expensive. I don't know, mm-hmm. but like it feels like somebody's got to do something yeah, well, with make a new show happened, at some point. Like, yeah, that happened like a year or two ago. That Amazon, like when they closed their deal to buy MGM, that was Stargate is one of the franchises that came with it. That's like it's it was one of the quote unquote IPs that MGM owns. Like if you if you start there, there's not a lot of them, but if you start listing right. them out, it's like third or fourth on the list after James Bond and some other stuff. Uh, like in terms of like monetary importance to shareholders or whatever. Sure. So you like if like Amazon they they bought a movie studio because they wanted to own the piece of the streaming pie. So that 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 part's not hard to figure out. But also like they now own this sci-fi license and you know, Amazon's not making the the expense anymore. So, you know, Stargate fans are all looking at them and going, Hey, you have the you have this franchise you could revive, do something it, with. It feels like they have to it at least try like make yeah. a low budget or, or mid budget series like one season and see how it goes basically yeah. like yeah uh, but, but the, yeah also the thing is like star trek is pretty hot right now but it's like it's also kind of starting to wind down a little bit and star wars is not doing super well right now so yeah, maybe like so they're, space they're kind maybe. of wary on him is it is it the right time to make a spatial or if those two are kind of like stepping out of the spotlight, is it our chance to like bring our own star show out and have that be a thing that people like? I don't know. I'm not in uh, Jeff Bezos's head. <laughs> right, so thankfully. I wonder if the game is is some like, oh, we had this sitting around and maybe we wanted to see yeah, like, this, this, what we could do with it type thing. Yeah, the. The, this game feels like when I just saw a few like shots and like the key art of it feels to me like, oh, they, they just like licensed out their, their license to make a, like a, it looks like, it looked like a mobile game key art to me. So I don't know if this is also on mobile. I wouldn't be surprised, but whatever. It feels like when, you know, Disney has whatever the new movie tie in that's a mobile game or whatever, but right. it's not tied into any recent stuff. It's just a, a legacy IP that is not being used for anything that they licensed out for, probably not very expensive for someone to make a game out of, which is, you know, that's fine. Uh, we, we know, like, Games Workshop does that with Warhammer, like, to outrageous degrees. <laughs> they just, like, give oh, that yeah, license to anyone, true. but um, it's it, it kind of feels like it's one of those. Uh, but, yeah, maybe, yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try to play the demo by next week and give you give some impressions. Uh, and, like, it's going to be out. By the time you listen to, the, to this podcast, that game is out. So if you feel uh, courageous enough to spend 40 Canadian dollars on it, uh, maybe wait for the reviews. I don't know. Uh, it probably won't 
like there there probably won't be big discourse about this game out there it's probably going to be pretty under the radar so i don't know if you're gonna get any hype for it or whatever but there, it's something like i feel yeah. like because well i bet people only- will be talking about it because there are people who are huge stargate people who are yes. going to be like i want to try that like so yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I have there a buddy been with a Stargate tattoo who's probably going to try this game. <laughs> like yeah, because yeah. there's there's only been like mobile games I think since since like as far as video games go, it's been the SNES and Game Boy games based on the movie, and then some mobile trash over the last decade plus, and right. that's it. And this now there there was going to be an MMO that got that that got canceled. There was there was going to be a PS2 shooter that got canceled. That's it. Besides that, so. Yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe this is the new hotness. Maybe this mm-hmm. game uh, this starts a whole real-time tactical game revival thing. Who knows? I wouldn't hold my breath, but hey, who knows? Nope. Who knows? All right. Uh, this is <laughs> Stargate SG-1 Season 2, now, Episode hold on. 10. Yeah, Real sorry. quick, first yes. of all, you didn't introduce your delightful oh, co-host. I forgot that. I've been I haven't hosted a podcast in too long. I don't know how to do anything anymore. Hi, the the guy you just heard speaking is Zach. Hello. And the other guy who who you heard speaking earlier is Eric. Howdy. And, and I'm the, Simon. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason I wanted you to do that is because I actually did want to say if Eric had spent the last six months getting a SAG card so that he could make that joke. It would actually be a pretty Eric joke. That's why I wanted oh, to yeah. say that. Like, it would have been I pretty just, good. I just thought that would have been I'll look funny. into what it takes. <laughs> yeah, just so you could be like, now could you commit didn't to the bit. Yeah, just, exactly. just like be, be surprised cast in the Stargate reboot and then not tell us until you're on the show to announce this. That would be That would be a pretty great bit. Right. Yeah. If any effort is required, I will immediately drop the bit. But if <laughs> yes. it's easy, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. The, I, don't, this, I don't think what I'm describing is easy in any way, but... This uh, incredible acting talent. Yes, oh, you, you could, you could be a ghouled with that. With that uh, like, one of, one of the Viking ghouls who's like a bit... Uh, oh, sorry. The Vikings are Asgard. I'm forgetting my Stargate lore. Uh, that doesn't <laughs> really work now. Um... <clears throat> anyway, this is Stargate SG-1 Season 2, Episode 10, called Bane, which has nothing to do with the Batman villain. Uh, this is an episode about bugs and uh, uh, metamorphosis. Uh, <laughs> Why is so, it called Bane? Just because it's bad? That's a that's just a word for bad? I mean, a, a bane, bane is a word for poison, isn't it? Hang on. Let's go to dictionary.com. Well, there's like, which is Bane? Yeah. I just thought it meant like... Yeah, okay. Uh, Bane, noun, one, a person or a thing that ruins or, or spoils. You know, that's the most common oh, thing. Like, okay. Whatever. And sense. two, a deadly poison, uh, often and, used in combination as in the names of poisonous plants like wolfsbane and henbane. And it does uh, spoil the civilization here. Yes. So, yeah, yeah it, it was sense. the bane of the people who lived at the Vancouver Plaza of Nations planet. Um <laughs> So uh, yeah, this is this is as we said, it's it's a one-off episode. So uh, if you haven't watched Stargate in six months, you can just like slide right back in with this one. There's almost no hooks for anything else, so it's fine. Um, so we open on this uh, alien planet, which as I, as I just said, is represented by it's it's called. I looked it up on the wiki. It's the Vancouver Plaza of Nations, which is like some kind of. Uh, 
I don't know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Convention center kind of place, I think. It's, okay. uh, it's just like a, an event venue of some kind with a, a nice outside plaza with, like, we see, like, a, there's a bunch of poles which they're walking behind. These are actually flags of a lot of countries. This is just the, the flag part is at the top of it where it's out of frame, so you can't see them, but that's, that's, that's where we are. Um, and it's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the, this look and uh, this is actually a location that's gonna that's gonna be used again in future episodes uh, to show whenever they when you need to go to a planet that has to look futuristic. Uh, th- this is a kind of place that looks kind of like that. Um, anyway, they're, they're walking through these flagpoles, uh, and there's like oh, uh, Jack just steps into a big old cow pie, a yellow one in the middle of the like of the pavement there. Uh, there's a bunch of it that's covering everything, which is like it's funny that this is they, they don't really go back to this, but there's like apparently just bug shit all over this planet, and it's just whatever. Yeah, the, these bugs just shit everywhere. Uh, that's a problem. Anyway, who's gonna stop them? Um, yeah, right. There's no, no no more civilization to stop them from doing that. Uh, it, yeah, it makes you wonder also, like how recently that these were these people wiped out by these bugs because it doesn't feel like these these things could keep up their species if there's no humans to infect it going around. So maybe like maybe this all happened last week on this on this planet and they just now getting to it. Um, also based on like. Whatever Sam has an estimate later on how quickly these things would spread on Earth, and it seems really fast. So uh, maybe they just missed the people there, just I mean, missed the apocalypse. They say no one's left, but you can clearly see some cars in the reflection of the doors. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that, so that's been like mentioned in the on the wiki. Uh, I was actually trying to look at a little bit, but apparently you can see like kind of a train passing by in the reflection and a car because they were you know shooting outside of a building in Vancouver. So there's the street out there. Where cars are just rolling and oops uh you look in them in the 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 big uh glass front of this building and there's obviously reflections um so uh, automated vehicles yes right the 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 cars just keep going it's this is the pixar cars universe um (laughs) where uh yeah so uh, you, right as they're saying, uh, hey, there's bug shit everywhere, and like Sam is using her little tricorder to say, there's no radiation or pollution anywhere. I guess this is just like an air quality slash Geiger counter thing. It's not, <laughs> but uh, yeah. She so this is she's saying, yeah, this this there's there wasn't like a nuclear uh Armageddon on this planet or anything. Like as far as I know, everything's fine. There's just no people anywhere. Um. Like and uh, she asks Teal'c, "Hey, uh, the ghoul like wouldn't take over a planet like this?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course. Like they they would blow everything up and install themselves. It wouldn't look like this, um, right? They wouldn't just kill the people and like then not touch the buildings. That doesn't make any sense, right? It's not their mo. Uh, just as we're discussing this, uh, a minute less than a minute." Less than two minutes into this episode, uh, we get our answer as a big bug flies past uh, Jack's head first and then lands on Teal'c's back. And it's it's really gross. <laughs> it's a pretty well-made prop. Uh, there, there's some pretty good practical uh, gross bug shit effect in, effects in this episode. Uh, that thing looks like a huge like dragonfly, but with like a scorpion stinger at the end of it. Uh, and it's yeah, like, it- yeah. It's funny because I wasn't sure, like, so everyone's freezes, completely freezes, and the 
the the immediate like idea I got was like uh basically I couldn't tell if people were just like uh well that's weird or they immediately go into panic mode but it does mm-hmm. it, they you do figure out pretty quickly they're not being idiots cuz um it no. it is gross the other thing is that it's like two hands long it's it's yes. fucking massive it, it's, it's huge. It's this, huge this this thing is bigger than a lobster and it's like sitting on teal's back and everyone goes into like right. wasp mode whenever there's a wasp at the picnic and everyone goes like nobody move or it's gonna sting us this is pretty much what everyone does at this point like start like not making right. any Except noise don't startle it like, you know they don't know that it's it's poison which it, we find out it is no. but like yeah. i i think even without knowing that they're just like I mean, you know, wasps, uh, if you get stung, you'll be like, ow, this is mm-hmm. sucky. But even yep. if this didn't turn out to be poison, it would clearly be mm-hmm. a huge deal. It's because it's just so yes. big. And it's got a, yeah, like you said, it has yep. a big scorpion tail. So, yeah. Yep. So, so, like, Jack is like, okay, very carefully his first, like, let's, let's, let's take care of this problem, instinct, without knowing anything about this bug, is carefully aiming his pistol at it. It's just like, I'm gonna shoot it off your back, buddy, just don't move. Uh, and he, right as he's about to do that, the thing just, like, stabs Teal'c in the back and flies off. Um, and it yeah. hurts really bad. Uh, this <laughs> it's being, real nasty. um, uh, the holiday times... I was yes. immediately thinking about the scene in Home Alone where um, Marv is going to hit the, the the tarantula with the crowbar uh-huh. on Harry, <laughs> and he's like, don't move. That is uh-huh. what I thought of, because I was like, <laughs> I know that Jack is like the best soldier who ever soldiered. Clearly, he's yes. not going to miss, but also, like, I would yeah. be pretty... Like, please, please don't be wary shoot me about, to death. <laughs> yes. You really need to angle that bullet's trajectory so that it, it doesn't, like, go into his back. But, I mean, Tilk's a big stoic guy. He would brush off, like, a, a bullet graze if it came down to it. Uh, but that doesn't happen. Uh, he just gets stung instead. And it, like, clearly, like, right through his shirt. Um, and, like... Uh, Clearly, he hurts a lot. Uh, the, the Jack says, first of all, hey, get some Novocaine out. Like, that's a painkiller. Uh, just help him with that. Uh, but, like, before they can, like, uh, talk about this anymore, a big old swarm of these things uh, flies over the, the roof of the building they're in front of. Um, <laughs> it's a very Lion King-esque. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the wildebeest uh, uh, stampede. Totally. And yes. I... This is also, I said this to you, Simon, um, mm-hmm. and I understand, you know, budget, like all that stuff, mm-hmm. but we come to this planet, it actually looks pretty cool, there's some good yep. CG, and then three minutes into the episode, oh, we're back into the Stargate base, and we're done. we spend most of the time there. <laughs> like, it's no, just- We're not even, like, they're gonna go back to this planet, but we're not even gonna see it. We're just gonna we see them see being it. Yeah. chased mm-hmm. back by a bug. Uh, they they went there for like, because like this is like a a, ni- a big public place in, on the exterior of a building in the middle of a city. So clearly, like they couldn't shut this place down to shoot there for for a super long time. So they they only right. got the, the one short scene out of it, and that was it. Um, yeah. Whenever Power Rangers uses uh, um, like big public places uh mm-hmm. they usually use colleges for a reason because it's easier yes. to get 
college students to, or, you know, yeah. certain weekends or whatever, like it's easy to, to get time to shoot, but yeah, yes. this would have been tough. Yeah. You, you go yeah. there on a Sunday afternoon in the, in the summer and there's no one around. Right. Uh, but, yeah, no, this this is they didn't get much time there. So, uh we're back on earth for the rest of this episode. They they get chased back to the Stargate by the swarm. Uh and like yeah, they run through. Uh, Jack immediately yells to close the iris and they do and we just get bang 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 bang, bang into the iris right after it closes. Uh so yeah, that was like uh, a million bugs just like came in after them and splattered into that. And speaking of good practical effects, uh, they yeah. cut uh, Tielk's uh, shirt away to look at the mm-hmm. sting, and it looks bad. It's gross. It's, it's, it's so it's gross. It's super gross. Like, I, yeah, the, the, the makeup artist and the practical creature effects people on this episode, uh, they're good. Like, they did their job well on this one because, God, it looks super gross. It's a big swollen welt that's, like, discolored. It's, like, yellow and blue. It's swollen. There's like a little bit like a little pinprick of blood in the middle of it and like we get a nasty close-up of it and uh, dr fraser is there and she looks at it and she like kind of tries to swab it with to get a sample of it and like when she presses down on it uh you get like a reaction shot of christopher judge like kind of just moaning in pain and like he's like kind of shaking and everything he's not doing well uh, and like Fraser, like raises the point that we're all wondering is like, hey, Tilk, doesn't your ghoul like make you immune to any possible thing we could ever imagine? And he's like, yeah, I'm right there with you, Doc. But here's the problem: yes. it's not working right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> yes, you are correct. It does, and that is why I am very worried about what's happening right now. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's not working. This is they, they found the one bug that can apparently uh, override a ghoul's immune system and just kill both the Jaffa and the larva. Uh, we don't yeah, know. Well, I guess, yeah. The The implication is that it would kill the larva eventually also. Um, so I yeah. I wanted, real quick, like, I, I looked up a little bit about so, you know, this is this is getting a little bit ahead, but like mm-hmm. we find out that it's it basically it's like replacing his DNA. So yes. it's and I was like, isn't that like not I I am not a biologist. Uh <laughs> extremely not a biologist. Uh-huh. Uh but I was like so like does that even a disease then? And I I guess I'm I didn't realize this, but like that's basically what stuff like, um, oh That's man, how viruses gonna, if I say this, right. Well, yes. And, and, but specifically like, uh, viruses that use RNA, which is like, yes. um, uh, to, to replace DNA. So there are some that do that. And, mm-hmm. and I guess you're right. Like virus, a lot of viruses do, do, do that. But, but it's not, it's not, it's not this sci-fi shit. Like if what a virus does, right. Uh, at least this this type of virus, uh, I believe, coronaviruses are among the category of virus that viruses that do this. Uh, incidentally, uh, they they go into your body's cells. They rewrite some of the DNA of the cells That's to it. make yes. the, to make the That's, cells produce yeah. more of the virus, and it just right. spreads like that. This is literally um, like it's replacing your body with with its, yes, like com- like your stuff's gone as opposed yes. to like. Yeah, which is is why I was yeah. confused, but yeah. So there it's going to get explained, but this is like this is a bug's venom where the venom is a virus that takes all the teal DNA 
and every one of his cells, I guess, and replaces it with instead of teal. Try a million bugs, and this is what this is. This yes. is what it does. Uh, it's it's an extremely sci-fi thing, uh, but you know it's instead it's plausible of, as of the realm of sci-fi. Instead yeah. of teal, it turns into ten bugs in a trench coat. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh huh. But not <laughs> as fun like, as it, that sounds. It yeah. doesn't yeah. even lay eggs. He just turns into several bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. I. I Here's another fun thing. I Googled this episode because I was trying to find out. It's been a while since I watched any of this. I was, mm-hmm. and I feel like I sort of remember you mentioning this one. And mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out like how the community felt about this episode because mm-hmm. I was sort of on the line. Um, and I couldn't really find that. But what I did find was a post that brought up something I, I hadn't thought of, which is mm-hmm. people discussing like, Something that I think is a good point, which is like, okay, so how did this planet get to this point of uh-huh. advancement with a creature like this on it? Wouldn't they all be killed by this bug? Right. And it's yeah. It seems like the only way this could have happened is if someone brought this bug to this planet like a month ago and this just happened to through them. the stargate which is one yeah. of the two options people brought up in the thread the other was that it was like a biological weapon that they screwed yeah. up and let go by accident or something yeah. so i thought that was interesting because yeah it, it it if you had these things you'd super all be dead like that's it that's the, that's <laughs> end of the end of the this world is, basically the, the, there's something like with ep epdm We've all heard a lot from epidemiologists uh, since yes. the start of the pandemic and like the concept of a, a a virus needs to be not quite too deadly for itself right. to keep surviving. Right. It kills everybody so fast. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, this is all all of all good points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was service, interesting. Uh, Sorry, we can can go yeah. back to the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like this is like regarded as in an average episode of Stargate. It's not. It's nowhere yeah, it's near fine. the worst it's episode okay. of season was, two. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So uh, we get back from the opening credits with uh, a little debriefing where Fraser is like, "Hey, I have no clue what's going on here. I'm just a doctor. I don't know anything about bugs or DNA. Well, she knows a bit about DNA, but not quite right. enough." to know about viruses that just turn a person into something else. So she's like, hey, uh, I'm going to need a t- world's top-level geneticist to come in here a- and assist us with this. And Sam goes, hey, so I'm friends with the best geneticist in the world. He, work- he works at the Pentagon. And Hammond says, all right, I'll just call him over and he'll be right here. And like the next scene, this guy is just right there. So <laughs> convenient. Yes. Um, the- <laughs> it cracked me up. The other thing I liked about this scene briefly is Daniel, who normally I get so frustrated that he knows all science because that's mm-hmm. how mo- like TV scientists usually work. It's not just yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's like, please explain it to me. I don't understand what you're telling me. So I did. It, yeah. I did at least appreciate yes. that they don't try to tell you that Daniel knows 
what's going on with this. <laughs> da- da- Daniel is the humanities er expert, but anytime there's some kind of hard science, medicine stuff, you know, astrophysics, whatever, that's that's Sam's department. Daniel yeah. is not the one who knows about this. Um, but like, in, like, in, like, yeah, this is like medicine above the pay grade of everyone who's currently at the SGC. So they just call this guy, uh, Timothy... I Harlow, forgot. I, Dr. I, I Harlow. Was, Harlow, Timothy Harlow, who was like Sam's medicine teacher at the Pentagon or something. Anyway, she, they work together, and he happens to already be cleared to know about the Stargate because he works at the Pentagon. So that's a convenient sidestep of a conversation that we don't have to have. Um, and like, yeah, he's just there the next scene. I don't know how long a flight takes uh, from Washington. D- oh, sorry, the Pentagon is not even there. From from the Pentagon to it's uh, close uh, Pentagon's are, basically yeah. right oh, outside. Oh yeah, sorry, Arlington, I was confusing that. Virginia, with, yes, it's pretty close. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh yeah, I forgot Virginia is actually close to it. I'm not. I'm not American. I'm sorry, everyone. It's okay because <laughs> DC is not three in hours. a state. It's silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, yeah. So he's he's right there. He says, "Hey, he jumped on the plane as soon as he heard. Ooh, there's an alien bug that's turning a guy. Uh, we don't. They don't know yet that it." He's turning into bugs, but there's an alien bug that's changing a guy's DNA. I, I need to check this out. Uh, and it's like, it's 1998, so he's he's like they they can't like just send him whatever data they have over the computer. You just have he just has to be there to look at the sample himself. To yes. Um, and this so, guy, yeah, I, I really like actually the actor um, because mm-hmm. he he sells. I think. I just, he says at least some point in this conversation, last year is when I found out about aliens. So like, yep. I know, I know there are aliens, yep. but also this shit is wild, uh, <laughs> but I'm a professional. Like he sells yep. that pretty well. I think that line yep. of like, um, yes. I'm here to, to do my job. I'm giving you my opinion, which is that this is bad. Uh, uh-huh. he, he seems like his DNA, they, they basically say again what it said last, uh, uh-huh. what they already said. Um, and, and, but like, you know, he's still like, like, uh, she's like, but isn't Teal'c, uh, you know, Jaff- uh, what's it? Uh, sorry. He's a Jaffa where the guy yes, supposed his, to his gold. Yeah. Uh, help with that. And, and he's like, yeah, I read that on the plane. It's wild. Anyway, yes, it's supposed to, but it's not. Uh, I just really like that aside of him being like, yes, yeah. th- you're correct. Also, real quick, crazy. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's not working. Uh-huh. No, yeah, that's it's, yeah, he's just really catching up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he's like basically what they're saying is that uh, Fraser te- tested like the sample she took of Teal'c's blood, and it's it showed some percentage of the DNA in that sample was bug, and now they've retested the same sample again, and now now all of the DNA is in it is bug, which tells them that oh this is some kind of retrovirus that is transforming the DNA of its host into its own DNA, and that is very bad, and like the, the yeah as you said like uh, Doctor Harlow says if I didn't know about aliens I would have thrown my hands up and said this is impossible but who knows now what kind of alien shit you've brought back this nothing like this could possibly exist on earth but uh, I'm excited to be at the forefront of new discoveries like this I guess Uh, he he also like really plays the line between concern for this guy who her student is a friend of and also just being like scientifically excited at the discovery of this new concept uh, which is going to be like where 
the the conflict comes in and in a little bit there um anyway uh we get uh a scene between teal and jack where teal is like hey uh, I, 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 I can feel myself turning into bugs right now. It's not great. By the way, uh, don't let it happen till, till the end. If, if there's no way to bring me back, just kill me, uh, which is, you know, he what you'd expect. Specifically, I would rather die than turn into something I'm not that I'm going to, yes. and I'm going to table that now, but I do have to ask a question about it later. Cause I found it uh-huh. this kind of confusing, but yeah, yes. that's what he says. Yeah, it, it does seem to come in contradiction with what he does and says later. You're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, now we, we are in Hammond's office and he's called Jack over because he needs to talk to him. And as Jack enters, we see the camera pan over and see that our old friend Harry Mayborn is here. Uh, the, the, yeah, the second time he's been on this show. Uh, you remember, you remember him from the episode where he wanted to take the Tolins and put them in a lab and just like uh, force them to give up give up their technology and he was a real asshole about all of it uh, yeah uh, i remember that being because it was a pretty major episode it felt like mm-hmm. for like yeah. lore um yeah. and but i will say that they in this episode i said this to you off off mic but like mm-hmm. he's they really treat him like their fucking shredder, like their arch nemesis. And I was like, has he been in a bunch of episodes I just missed? But no, they, they, they're just setting him up. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They've mentioned him a handful of times. They said in the season premiere, when they had their like anti gold space nukes, uh, they, they implied that he was like part of the team that designed them. And, you know, there's, it's, it's been sort of implied that he's always like reading the reports of the SGC and trying to, to get some honey from them, so to speak. He's, right. a, he's the one that's always like, uh, trying to enforce the, Hey, you have to bring technology back and we want your cool shit and please yeah, steal more he, stuff from other cultures. And I'm, I've, I work like technically in and around military stuff, but I don't know Mm -hmm. the, the, the structure super well. Mm -hmm. But, but he says he, he is essentially either at the top or near the top of R and D for the the Pentagon. That's right. So like, so he is only cares about like, the tech part and doesn't, you know, there's, he's like, ah, he's cold and doesn't care about people and only wants the technology and on all that stuff. So yes, he doesn't care about the measure of the man. Exactly. He he doesn't All all he cares about is the measure of the paycheck and the gun. Uh, These are the only two things that matter to him. Um, Yeah. So it's like his, his actual title, like they said in the past that he works at the Pentagon, it's going to be like soft retconned into him working at area 51. I don't think it's mentioned in this episode, but it's going to come up pretty soon. Like he, that's actually, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he's the he's like the top military official there. He's like in charge of the army part of it, but also the NID operates out of uh, Area Fifty One, which is the fake space CIA, which is like a, right. a government civilian agency. So he's like kind of like the liaison between the Air Force and the NID, also as well. That, that actually so. makes sense because I was I, when I was watching this. Like I said, I, I I'm not like an authority, but. While I was watching this, I was thinking something I probably have thought before watching this show, but it's been mm-hmm. a while, which is like, if this existed, regular dudes who work at the Pentagon would not <laughs> fucking 
know about this and be no. able to fly up there. Like there right. would be, it would not be that direct of a link. So to I, hear I, I them, think they realized yeah. this at some point that they couldn't just have all of the Pentagon know about the Stargate because that's too big a cover up. If uh, everyone at the Pentagon knows about it, then everybody knows about it. That's too many right. people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be eventually they're going to be like Area 51 is the R&D place. And that's why all the conspiracy theories about Area 51 are sort of true because in the Stargate world, that's where they do the R&D from the stuff that is brought back from the, to the Stargate. There you um, go. It's going to be coming up in like a few more episodes. Like uh, I'm looking at it in four episodes from now, we, we get scenes at, at Area 51. So look forward to that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Hammond is like, Jack, Jack is not happy to see Mayborn and uh, Hammond is like, hey, uh, we, I had like, I guess, I guess uh, according to procedure, I had to call this guy over because we've brought an unknown alien pathogen back and they have to be looped in according to orders. So he he actually came over in person because he smelled the honey and he was like, right. I'm gonna get me I can get Tilk and like he's he's gonna turn into something and we can turn that into a bioweapon. Um so yeah, that that's what he's here he's there for. And he's trying like he he, he kind of like gives a sales pitch to Jack. He's like, so you, you do your job like of boots on the ground to defend this planet and I do my job of scientists in the lab doing that the same thing. He's like he like he's the like he's Matt Damon in Oppenheimer. He is how he sees right. himself basically. Yeah. Um uh, and he's like Jack just calls out this bullshit and says, hey, you do know that Teal like, saved Earth a, a bunch of times, and you had to just come over and, like, just as soon as you heard he was in a bad way, you, you decided to just come over and treat his body like like a thing for you to use, and, like, you're a real, real asshole about it. Uh, and Jack just asks Hammond for permission to punch Mayborn, and, and Hammond just, like, kind of stares at him before answering, and that, that's just enough to actually scare the guy, and we cut from there that's pretty good. Um, and Carter then, is, yes. is yells at Dr. Harlow saying mm -hmm. like you, he wouldn't have just found out somebody told him, which means it was you. Cause you, yep. you're the other Pentagon person here. Yep. And he's like, okay, understandable. You're mad at me. He's gonna <laughs> die. If we leave him here, like we don't have yeah. the, the ability to treat him. So yeah, we're going to try and get him to, to the, the Pentagon for better equipment and, and stuff. This guy, I, I, I do like how this character, uh, who's never going to appear again outside of this episode, uh, he's like, he really walks the line of being like a consummate professional who actually wants to do the best possible action at every step of the way, but also he's part of a system that like kind of yeah. does the wrong thing for the wrong reasons and he can't really escape from that and that's part of his job is to participate in that system. And it's like, it's like, I, I think I, I kind of hinted at it in the, in the group chat that Stargate kind of like sometimes just like comes close to having a good social political point and it's never exactly clear if they know they're doing it but it's like it kind of gets there that yeah this because is at the end of this he essentially says uh like that he's going to like ignore orders and yes. like essentially commit treason though yeah. it's like but but like and they're like well that's good but mm -hmm. that's because you did it for 
SG one, which is the good military organization. Like yeah. it's it like yeah. you said, it, it's this weird like it's good to disobey the military if but but also you should obey the other military part, yes it's, be, it's because yeah. we have a good legitimate military here right who is like the soldiers who actually do the fighting it's like it's almost metal gear in a way and like yes. as opposed to the 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 bad military in suits over in the office building who do war with a balance sheet and a in a pencil on a piece of paper you know um yeah it's so but, then speaking of metaphors <laughs> We uh-huh. then see uh, them. Yes, put Teal'c in uh, in a like a biohazard suit, which makes sense, and then uh-huh. also chains. And I'm yep. like, "Excuse me, what? Yep. Huh? Yeah, and the, like wh- wh- when I said Stargate, like sometimes like goes right up to have making a salient social point. Having a big black man in a biohazard suit and chains really brings to mind a lot of events in American history oh, yeah. that are very uh-huh. uncomfortable and and not very discussed in this episode. It's just like the, the imagery is there, and I think like the chains were intentional as part of this visual metaphor here, especially since like the 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 Jaffa slavery thing is very intentionally. Comp- Compared to the slavery of black people in America and like his fight for freedom is compared wish, yes. to the emancipation of, you know, slaves. Um, he Jack asks why the chains and ha- uh, Hammond. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he just says Mayborn. Like, that's it. Yep. And I was like, yep. you need give me one sentence about like. Well, uh-huh. he he doesn't really trust him or, or whatever. Like you, I, I feel like they didn't give quite enough. You don't have to be, yep. give like go super deep into it, but no, yeah, right. Uh, and yeah, it's you know, Mayborn did that because he wants he has to put Tilk in his truck. And first of all, he's a coward. Second of all, he's not he doesn't respect Tilk as a person. Uh, you know, so th- that that that's the reason why. Like, because because Mayborn is taking custody of him and he gets to call these shots and he's an asshole. Um, Anyway, uh, we're on the truck now. I guess they're driving the truck from Colorado to the Pentagon now or driving to the airfield. But I think there's been an airfield like right on top of the base before. Uh, anyway, this is all to give uh, Teal'c an opportunity to escape uh, because, uh, yeah, okay. So Teal'c, who is in chains, uh, has, I guess, I don't know what parts of his body are getting mutated by bug DNA that is giving him an extra burst of strength to just like literally snap his chains open with his arms by pulling on them. Because uh, maybe maybe Tilk using normal strength normally could do that because he's like uh, an extremely strong guy. But uh, you know whatever. But he's also like freaking out because I guess his mind is starting to be affected by the by the changes in his yeah, dna it's a little unclear exactly but he freaks out and yep. he 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 like punches through the <laughs> little window like yes. between the back of the truck and grabs the guy driving yeah he uh, strangles yeah. him it's yeah. not it's not it's not clear if like those nameless soldier extras like died if teal killed them or not they don't they don't really clear that up but like mayborn and harlow uh do obviously survive the scene um and yeah we get like a scene that hammond uh walks into a meeting uh with sg1 the rest of sg1 and he goes hey we've lost contact with the truck which i guess the truck was giving them updates or whatever and (laughs) it's not responding on the radio um so they know that the truck crashed 
Uh, and well, Teal'c it says has... they got a communication from the driver, so I guess the driver lived because he definitely didn't have oh. time to do it beforehand. Before yeah, that, so yeah, yeah, because we cut back and the driver is passed out in his seat, and everyone on the on the on the truck has been knocked out by Teal'c. Uh, Teal'c has. Uh, taken off his biohazard suit and he just reaches into his belly pouch and pulls old junior out and just like leaves him there um, this is the thing i super don't understand i don't yes. get why he does this like i i don't get it like i because he says like earlier he says like i don't want to turn into something i'm not which is uh-huh. a jaffa like that's what he is so it, yeah. it's weird it doesn't make sense to me that he would do mm-hmm. this and but then they don't answer it later either it's not like no, he says oh i was going crazy or something uh-huh. like it doesn't yeah yeah it, it's kind it. of a, a it's kind of a loose thread and you know the next scene uh, speculates that he did that as a way to try to kill himself, but then why would he run off? Like, why wouldn't he just kill the larva and stay there if he, if he just wanted to die to ensure that he doesn't survive or whatever? Um, right. Yeah. It doesn't like make the, a lot of sense. Yeah. The, the best explanation is he's starting to have bug brain and, uh, yeah. the, 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 it's, it's, you know, the, 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 ah, the, the, the Last of Us mushroom thing in the brain that makes you do things. Right, I forget yeah. what it's called. Uh, and it's it's like the, the bug DNA is making him take it out because that thing is slowing down the transformation at, and it wants to more faster. Um, but yeah, it's not it's, it's not really well explained. And like, he's still there. He's still at least present enough in his mind to take one of the soldiers radio with him as he runs off into the woods because he wants to call Jack and tell him that he left or whatever. He wants to talk to him for some reason. Um, uh, yeah. Then, uh, as G1 gets there in a Jeep, uh, oh yeah, Sam does confirm that the driver's unconscious and not dead. So I think like Tilt didn't kill anyone. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and yeah, and then the Daniel finds the the the, the ghoul larva that's been uh, left on the on the the, the hazmat suit that Till discarded. Uh, I, I just wanted to, okay. So there's this uh, there's a person on Twitter who is doing a Stargate watch through uh, Jen Rossman, uh, like she and she posts kind of funny uh, screenshots and like one of her running jokes is that Daniel keeps always wanting to touch everything and it keeps getting them into trouble and like, <laughs> I just I was just thinking of that because as the first thing he does when he sees the ghoul there is like kind of poke it <laughs> to, to show yeah. that it's moving it's like dude don't these things these things go into your brain and make you a different person what are you doing totally uh, don't touch he, it <laughs> he constantly like it, it's one of those things that, that frustrates me with, about Daniel as a character, which is like, I'm a genius and also uh-huh. I poke things all the time. <laughs> like, it's it's one of those, I think people uh, make fun of like mm-hmm. aliens and, and like, uh, like the aliens movies, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, and especially like the recent ones, um, mm-hmm. like Alien Covenant and stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. why would these like, you know, alien astronauts, uh, not, why would they ever mess around with these things? And it's, it, those, those are pretty easy to answer. Cause it's like, well, because they're characters and they haven't seen the alien movies. Like they don't mm-hmm. know that, but Daniel has seen so much wild shit. He should absolutely <laughs> know not to just poke stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he does. He never learns. He's just too curious. He's just trying um, to comfort a sad abandoned larva. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, a larva that is explicitly their enemy and which, you know, everybody hates, but whatever. Um, I mean, look at that face. Yeah. Oh, so no, I hate that, that look. <laughs> that that three, it. you know, those three triangular teeth thing on the, on the, on the tip really make, makes it Gross. seem uh, sympathetic. All right, uh, we're back at the SGC. Uh, Mayborn's arm is now in a sling, and he's yelling at his underlings uh, he, that he wants to. Uh, he wants everyone who, in this base to be out searching for Teal right now, because uh, he wants to. He wants to be in charge of the search. And like Jack comes in and says, "No, no, no, dude, uh, I'm the one taking care of the search because he he disappeared on the SGC grounds. So uh, it's our jurisdiction to 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 look for him here. You don't get to make this call because now it's you know it's I guess it's a <laughs> he's just trying to play the jurisdiction card against him. Uh, and Mayboard kind of like defies him on this, and he gets up and it's very funny because he tries to stare him down, but uh, he's like a good half a foot shorter than Richard Dean Anderson, so he." He looks very tiny in front of him, and he tries to intimidate him and says, you know, if, if you punch me, you're going to find your way to a court-martial. And Jack just says, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to punch you, I'm just going to fucking shoot you, man. Sit your ass down. Go to hell. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, the next scene is where they speculate about why he would take his ghoul out, and yeah. they say, their best guess is this is his way of trying to kill himself, which is nuts, because there's like five soldiers around him that all have guns and if he wanted to kill himself there's a way easier way to do that right there D- um, daniel is even like that doesn't make sense what, yeah. like he says there's got to be easier ways to kill yourself uh-huh. and yep. they just don't they're just like hmm like jack literally sh- shrugs yeah yep and, I, and then that's that's Dr. Harlow's cue to say, hey, so if that's what he wants to do, uh, that's not going to happen because the thing is is changing his DNA, which means it's going to like get rid of the part of him that makes him die if he doesn't have a ghoul and it's going to turn it into more bugs. And if this thing was his immune system, that means it's going to happen faster now than it would have before. So we're all shit out of luck here. Everything has gotten yeah. worse. And he speculates, uh, yes, his brain is – maybe his brain's messed up. Like, Yep. So. Yep. Um, yeah, and now, they, so they put Junior into a tank of uh, <laughs> liquid and are looking at it, uh, but uh, <clears throat> Fraser and Sam are uh, discussing it, and they are, they're like, yeah, it's not doing too well. It's probably not going to live for very long outside of a Jaffa, so... Uh, but they yeah, do say they've synthesized the liquid in Teal'c's pouch, and I forgot uh-huh. that they had, like, a special... I forgot that it's not just, like, in their belly, like, yeah, that, no. that, that the Jaffas are, like, yeah. altered Teal's, in some way. Yes, yeah, I think are always drinking Jaffa juice. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I don't, it's not clear exactly how it's done, if it's the ghoul itself that does that, but it changes the, the host Jaffa in such a way that it, like, it becomes, like, you know, a an amniotic pouch yeah. kind of thing that keeps it alive and they're going to figure out later that the one ingredient that they don't have in their tank is like an electric current because the body has that um anyway 
so yeah, now Teal calls the SGC with the radio he's picked up. Uh, he wants to talk to Jack, and he talks to him. Uh, and Jack is like, "Hey, buddy, tell me where you are. We'll come pick you up. You told me you'd rather die uh, than turn into something else. And guess what? Uh, since you since you took your ghoul out, you're gonna actually turn into that thing now. So you better come back and let us help you." But uh, Teal is not even listening anymore because he's already left the the radio behind. It's really, it makes me go, like, he's like, hi, Jack. And Jack's like, please come back. And he's like, no. It's like, where are you? I won't tell you. That's the end of the conversation. Cool. Why yeah. did you call me then? Like, <laughs> I don't... It's it's all yeah. It it feels like Tilk's mind is like partly gone, and he's it's just the part of him that wa- that thinks he's about to die and wanted to talk to his friend one last time, even though he didn't really have anything to say to him. It's just it's it's you know, it's you can't really uh, account for his uh, his rationality at this point. But uh, there's something almost sweet about it because you just I just wanted to talk to Jack because yeah. I miss him. Um, so yeah, there's more discussion about. Uh, so Harlow basically says, "Hey, I've got some experimental RNA yes. drugs that might stop the change." Um, yeah, and like, and and Simon's like, "Uh huh, oh yeah, now you do, now you have that." Not when Teal was here, and like, uh, and Harlow says, "Well, you you know, I don't have the one drug. I just have a bunch of candidates, and I have to actually run tests on this thing. And now that we have the ghoul there, maybe we can." do that or whatever but it's gonna take time needs the venom that's the other yeah. thing so they yes. have to go back to the planet and get uh one of the bugs basically yep. um so now now the rest of sg1 gets to risk its life going back there to help their friend who's run off um but they do it I guess they don't say this specifically, but when they come back later, we see that they're in, they've got like uh, breathers. And I guess the idea is mm-hmm. that they've got extra equipment, um, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they went in there knowing what they were up against this time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's something, even though, you know, you, you'd think they would have gone, used like a net or something to catch one of them because they don't say, have yeah. that. They have like, they have guns and like a little. Uh, liquid yeah, nitrogen they, sprayer thing. What ends up happening is they just get chased back through and then shoot uh-huh. one, which doesn't yep. seem like the best plan. It seems no. like you should have brought a, a containment device of some yeah. kind. Like, yeah. Right. Um, um, before we get there, like, uh, we get like Daniel and Jack report on the search. We 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 had like a little insert clip on, on with soldiers with dogs looking through the woods for Teal'c. And oh, right. uh, Daniel says, "Hey, uh, they haven't found him. He's gone. He's gone. He must have gone out of our search radius." And Daniel says, "Must have covered twenty miles in an hour, which is an insane." Sp- like an insane distance to cover on foot when you're dying from turning into a bug in the woods. <laughs> that's very, <laughs> that seems, very fast, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's like, you can't go that fast. You can't run away that fast. That's impossible, Daniel. Don't don't be silly. Not even Teal could do that. Um, <laughs> um, and like, yeah, they go, so they, they, it's also at the same time the briefing where they get permission from Hammond to go back to that planet and get a bug. And Hammond yeah. clearly doesn't love it, but you know, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, yeah, six miles in an hour. I was just doing something in my head. Six uh-huh. miles in an hour is like pretty fast. Well, well it's like in shape jogging distance. So yeah. that would be insane if if he's booking it that fast. But yeah, yeah. 
Then we so get twenty the, miles is like I know kilometers, but I know that like big streets in the in my city are have a limit of forty to fifty kilometers an hour, and that's somewhere around there is close to twenty miles. So uh, that's like yeah. that's a car speed. You can't. Yes. You can't, <laughs> you can't go that fast. Um, then we so, get the thing yeah. that caused me to to <laughs> scream at you over text, uh, <laughs> which is. Basically, uh, Teal'c has escaped to where is where is Stargate Base? Where yeah, is this it? is supposed to be Colorado Springs because okay. it's the nearest city to Chain Mountain. Um, and apparently, this so I guess this is Stargate, the TV show's version of Inner City, uh, Colorado uh-huh. Springs, and uh-huh. uh, he just Teal'c is walking past some some. Inner city youths and the the rap music that is playing is oh, yeah. the the nineteen nineties-ist like, <laughs> like we don't barely we barely know what rap music is. Uh uh-huh. and is, we're asked hey, why to could recreate we get it. leftover from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Yes, yeah, uh-huh. a little bit. And like he he walks through an alley in front of like a, a, an extremely low budget Fast and the Furious crew that's like oh standing God, around yes. a car. Uh, like it wanna, like it it looks like it's going to be the scene from like the beginning of Terminator or whatever. That 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 you know, whenever I don't know what it is with fiction writers who think that when whenever a huge beefy guy is walking and minding his own business somewhere near uh punks or <clears throat> youths of ill repute someone is going to go up there and try to bully the guy who's twice as white as him right. uh, but this is what it looks like is going to happen but like the guy is like hey he says to his friends hey check this out i'm gonna look look i'm gonna go and fuck with this guy or whatever but he goes up to him and instead of like bullying him or something he just talks to him and compliments his tattoo and asks him about it like he's genuinely interested and he's like whoa man that thing on your forehead is cool explain to me how you got that this is <clears> the <throat> this is the moment at which i realized that that was supposed to be a tattoo it took me this uh-huh. long into the yeah. show to understand that that's what that's supposed yeah. to be but um, it's, it's specifically not a tattoo. It's a it's metal not, no, cast yeah, right. tattoo yeah. thing. It's like extreme, extreme body mod because he He's, explains. Yeah. He says, hey, where'd you get that? And he says, Chulak. And uh, <laughs> the guy's like, well, uh, you know, I'll let you walk past if you tell me how they do tattoos like that in Chulak. And he says, uh, the skin is cut open with an Oran knife. Uh, and then molten gold is poured into the wound, and the guy's like, "Does that hurt?" And then he chokes him and picks him up off the ground, and he says, "Tremendously." And then he puts him back. He like moves him out of the way and puts him back down, and then uh-huh. just keeps walking. And I was like, "Okay, I'm honestly immediately kind of forgiving the the rest of the scene because that was so good. Like I love it. It's fantastic. I, I just also think it's funny that this guy was gonna impress his friends and all he did was compliment the guy and then get choked for it. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's a that's a real badass move you pulled there, guy. Good good job, like brown tube guy. Uh, now, if you'll uh, credited excuse as me, punk leader. If yeah. you'll excuse me, I have to go back to my band, Lincoln Park. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, like, I just recently played through the start of God of War 2018, and there's a scene very early on where, like, a guy who seems like a scrawny little, like, nobody guy kind of like tries to fuck. Scene. Yeah, uh-huh. yes, yes. It's, it's very near the beginning of the game. He tries to fuck with Kratos, and, like, Kratos, like, goes, like, go away, don't, don't fuck with me. Like, and then, like, the guy keeps fucking with him, and Kratos, like, punches him, and, and it goes from there. It goes places, I'll say. But yeah, that reminded me of this because, you know, Christopher Judge is also the voice of Kratos. Um, doesn't I go think the I, same way in this episode, obviously, but, you know. I think we've said this before, but yeah, like, Christopher Judge's voice, your voice gets deeper when you get older, kind of most mm-hmm. of the time, but it's yeah. so crazy how much deeper. And I know they're doing some stuff like post-processing. Yeah. Oh, but he, like, he's yeah. intentionally, like, acting way older and gravelier and like yeah. he, he really puts it up because you're here you hear Christopher Judge talk in real life he he's probably even higher pitched than Teal like naturally because he, he's he's a guy who likes to laugh and, and you know have a yeah, good time yeah that's true and, he's definitely um, doing it some it's just it's it's impressive how deep he gets it but yeah yes but he, yeah he is as you said he's also a much older man now than he was when he was doing Stargate um so speaking of Terminator, here's our own <laughs> fucking teenage John Connor because yeah, see, I was gonna swap get, John Connor. I was gonna yeah. go with Ed from Cowboy Bebop. Yes, oh, yeah. that's also good. She, she has a little bit of that. Uh, uh, preteen Alex Mack was the other thing I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, so, so this little like eight year old girl hangs out with this gang and like playing with her super soaker that she has with her. Her name is Allie, uh, <laughs> and she goes like, "Oh wow, that guy was cool. I sh- I'm gonna follow him or whatever." Uh, and, like the 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 punk leader just goes, "Get out of here! No one wants you." around so i guess she's just like she just likes to hang out with these guys even though they don't even like her she's, she's just ass- like a- assumed that the guy who says get out of here was her older brother but i don't yeah. don't think that's the case because of what we find out about her later i do <clears throat> yeah, literally I think she's just hanging out with them i don't know yeah. it's weird because it's summer and like her mom is depressed because her husband is dead or whatever that's that's I don't know. Like right. we get the impression that her family life is unhappy, and that's why she's like no one. No one is watching her during the summer. Um, anyway, uh, so we're back to the SGC. So this is the scene where uh, no wait. This is the scene where they leave back to the bug planet yes. with those with that equipment that we mentioned earlier. It's very short. Um, now Teal'c uh, is walking through the streets again okay it's just just very short scenes where not much happens uh it's just an insert of him hiding from the cops and then we're back on the sgc uh they just keep cutting back and forth it's really hard to summarize this and not much is (laughs) happening in either place like it's yeah it's basically like okay we're going back through the gate uh uh, hammond talks to um the to the the, lady the She's the, she's the Walter replacement for this episode. I, okay. I don't know. A female technician is what she's credited as. I'm sorry. She doesn't even have a name. Um, but yeah, the, like they could, they cut back and forth between, uh, implying that time passes as SG1 is on its mission to grab a bug and Teal wanders into an abandoned apartment building that looks really dilapidated, uh, so that he can hide out there and just like, fall down to the ground and sit down and uh he, he like we can get some nasty close-ups of his skin as we see he has some big nasty welts everywhere now i was trying to uh, figure it out i think they did just find a like condemned building to shoot this yeah. in it seems like oh, 
I bet like any town that has a big TV scene has these buildings that all the location scouts know about and that, that like they, it's probably preserved that, at like yes, a certain level I, of jacked up. I bet yeah. the landlords of these buildings keep them that way because they get good like rates to rent them out for shoots. Like but whenever safe you need a enough CSI to, show to shoot in, yeah, yeah that makes sense. When, whenever a cop show needs to shoot a place where uh, a <laughs> a person has been murdered. Very nice, Eric. Uh, Eric just posted in the chat a picture of the the, the punk gang with a parental advisory uh, sticker on it. Like that's an album. Cover. Nice. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that the guy um, leaning on the left is clearly the bassist. Yes. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he's well, got yeah, a, he, a beret. That's how you, or not a beret, or whatever those are called. Newsy. He's cap got a Kangol cap on its yeah, side. Kangol, is what yeah, it looks like. It. Yeah. Uh, and it's slightly tipped. Um, so yeah, uh, we're back at the SGC, and now SG One is coming back through. Um, yeah, uh, they have all they all have their gas masks on, which I don't know if that's doing anything because these are bugs that sting. There's no gas involved here; it's not a virus, but whatever. Uh, My, better, better to be safe was, than sorry, I guess. I was doing a little work for them, which is that they're all wearing like it, it looks like maybe they've got some protection. On, on or, or over and under their clothes, and that uh-huh. would be the idea. The other thing that they do have is that he he wings uh, Jack wings one, so he shoots it in the mm-hmm. wing, and then mm-hmm. they do have like some kind of bug spray that they spray yes. it with for out yeah, of packs. That yeah, yeah it it looks like uh, liquid nitrogen that Sam yes. uh, sprays on that bug to like kind of st- stun it and paralyze it so that they can pick it up and. Uh, put it in a container for them to study. Um, yeah. And yeah. Fortunately, when Jack just like unloads on this thing with his assault rifle, he doesn't just shred it to bits because I guess they could still retrieve venom from there, which is what they actually need. But whatever, um, they they do manage to actually capture it. Um, so we get so, like a yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, nope, we got a good. debrief with uh, with Hammond uh, where he tells them. So while you were gone, Mayborn has like gotten. Uh, a hold of the local authorities and had like waved his jurisdiction at them and put out an APB with Tilk's description so that the cops are looking for him and that he's going to get him if anyone finds him. Um, so you got to find him first, basically, is the yeah. idea. Yes. So to put a ticking clock on it. Uh, and like Sam is like, hey, so also I have some fun news for you. Uh, here's what happened. Like she took video of like the explored inside one of the buildings that we didn't see earlier uh and she took like footage of it uh and there's a bunch of like corpses that are kind of cocooned into spider web things uh that are just laying around and they say oh wait uh it seems like everyone on that planet who had what ha- what's happening to teal done to them and we get some nice footage of one of the corpses bursting open and like a, f- a handful well i say a handful but each of those is as big as two hands like a bunch of uh big bugs flying out of it so each each corpse turns into a pod for a whole bunch of those uh it's really bad uh yeah and i just real quick there's a very funny like when they're showing this and the first time you see uh, like uh, one of these guys covered in spider webs hammond mm-hmm. just has this delivery that cracks me up which is he just goes 
that's a man. And it just, <laughs> for some reason, that really tickled me. That's um, a man, baby. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Also, I, I do appreciate that. Like, it's implied that what they thought was going to happen was that Tilk was going to turn into one bug. And then they point out, hey, that's not how mass works. You know, if you convert Tilk's whole mass, it's going to turn into a bunch of bugs, which I, I do appreciate that they, they, they keep that uh consistent there was like there was just a new doctor who episode where it was pointed out that if these things turn into us and how come they can how can they grow that doesn't make sense because you need to conserve mass and whatever uh, yeah, I, I do appreciate sci-fi keeping I'm that I'm actually in mind. glad you brought that up because I I was going to say something this episode if they had stayed on the planet, I don't know if I was mm -hmm. thinking about a specific Doctor Who episode, but yeah. this setup actually does make me think of a Doctor Who episode in a way yeah. that, like, a lot of these don't. Um, yeah. Just because just it's, like, a very, like... Because I feel like Is a lot of times they go there and it's like, oh, we're dealing with, you know, whatever, like... Uh, mm -hmm. uh, either Jaffa stuff or or like uh we're trapped or something and mm -hmm. this feels very like oh there's a new fucked up alien thing and yes and yeah so yeah, a, a, a lot of doctor who episodes are about really horrific body horror apocalypses yeah that's true <laughs> yeah and this is this is yeah this this does have a lot of things in common with that you're right also um, there's a bunch of them that where you go to a planet that's like had an apocalypse and you're yes. trying to figure out why so that it, maybe mm -hmm. that's why i thought of that too yes um so yeah, uh, now uh, we're back in the uh, dilapidated department building, and Ali has caught up with Tilk, and she goes like freeze because she's playing with her super soaker. Uh, but okay, yeah, she she's like she's surprised to 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 find him, even though it's like implied that she followed him there anyway because she specifically wanted to talk to him. Um, I think uh, she's shocked because he's uh, got he's like covered in uh, yeah welts and like goo now like i think yep. she's like oh that's bad <laughs> yeah that doesn't yeah. look good yeah <laughs> and she's like yeah she, she's like she's still a kid so she doesn't get the immediate hey i should not be close to this guy uh because he looks gross and i might catch something or whatever she she just like decides hey i'm gonna be the innocent child who like only knows empathy and care and be like hey i'm gonna talk to you and What's going on with you? Uh, you look pretty bad. How how has like like he, she she assumes that he's coming off of like he uh, coming off of rehab drugs and or something? He, yeah. He, yeah, that he's in uh, withdrawal from something, and that's that's why he looks so shitty. Um, There's also a bit where she's like, "What a." Or he's like, what? What is that weapon? And she's like, oh, it's a water gun. And she just shoots Teal'c <laughs> in the face with it while he's like, Christopher Judge is really selling like, I am going yeah. to die in three minutes. Like he's so <laughs> out of it, and she just like shoots him with water in yeah. the face. It's he just so like, kind of goes, Ugh, and but like can't really muster anything more than that as a response. Um, and then, like, Teal'c spots that she has a candy bar in her, in her pocket, and, like, she, he asks for it, and she's like, oh, man, oh, she wanted to he eat that now, but now she would, like, she can't say no to this guy who's dying, so she has, she has to share it with him. Uh, and I, like, I'm really trying, I'm, the, the stream is too low res for me to read the name on the candy wrapper, but, like, in terms of size, it looks like a Mr. Big Bar, because these are the big, long, 
Cadbury bars that we have in Canada. And I I had a whole thing it about how might be a baby Ruth. No, it's yellow. I'm not well, sure what it is. Yeah, the wrapper kind of looks like a payday, and it's got peanuts and caramel. But then they're mm. also licking their fingers as and if it's to super get chocolate long. off. It's a big one. Yeah, which yeah. would be the baby Ruth. But, I mean, maybe they're just getting salt off. But, like, a, a big, long wrapper like that that's yellow that says Mr. Big to me. And when she pulls it out of there, it looks like a Mr. Big. Because uh, Mr. Well, Big is... is filmed in Canada, right? So yeah, that's the, it, that's the thing. Yeah. But Mr. Big is specifically a Canadian candy bar. So, if they're in Colorado Springs, she, she shouldn't have ex- access to that. Unless yeah, well, there's a specialty candy store. <laughs> I think it is Canadian, though, because I'm, I, I'm looking at it and I really don't recognize this. And yeah. I know... So, maybe it, you know... They they yeah. were like, listen, it, the verisimilitude is not worth driving uh-huh. to you know somewhere to get. So, so yeah. some nerds are going to get mad about this, but whatever. Um, no, I no one could. They, it's nine. I think they got the prop department to come up with something. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm wondering sure. if this is like whatever. If the candy companies make make bars with generic wrappers for to use in TV or no they wouldn't do that because they want their brand to be shown either I don't know <laughs> thinking too hard about I, this well no it's it's I, it's something I always wonder about too because I feel mm-hmm. like um like beer often is shown generic in shows mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. and I th- I think that's a combination of like uh we don't want to advertise a brand on this show that might be like um, you know, all ages or whatever, and mm-hmm. also that rebroadcast, like where they rebroadcast it, might have rules mm-hmm. against showing alcohol on TV or whatever. But but usually you're right. Like I feel like, gen- like products that aren't like that, they don't ever do that. They don't genericize stuff. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm actually since I don't recognize the rapper and the text seems too long to say Mr. Big on it. I it might I'm I'm legitimately legitimately wondering if they took an actual Mr. Big and the the prop department rewrapped it in a generic wrapper that looks like a Mr. Big but doesn't say it on it because they actually do eat it on camera so this is a real candy bar also yeah yeah they eat it I don't know what anyway. it is though I I don't well, I don't recognize and when it, she yeah. breaks it it has a snap that a payday would not have yes. Yeah, and okay, so a Mr. Big is a long, it's like a foot long, uh, vanilla wafer that's covered in caramel and crispy rice, and that's covered in chocolate. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, it's really good. It's a, it's a no, very large, very good is. candy bar. I'm looking yeah. at it. That is what this is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, yep, it does yep. look like it. Like, I recognize it immediately. The only thing that's tripping me up is the wrapper. Um, anyway. That's not that's not available in the, in the U.S. This you, it looks you got pretty caught good, in Vancouver. Oh, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. If you're in Canada, get a Mr. Big. I will uh, grab a Mr. Big. <laughs> and also, yeah, she says peanuts and caramel. There's no peanuts in Mr. Bigs. You're lying, Allie. You're describing an O. Henry bar, which is a lot oh. similar but shorter and has peanuts we in it. We knew she uh, was a delinquent, but lying about candy. <laughs> and so Tilk so, Tilk is like. Great, give me another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he, she's like, "What are you going to do for me?" And he's like, uh, "Let's your." She's like, "Well, sorry." He says, "I can't give you anything. I don't have anything to offer you." And he's like, "What about we say you owe me one?" And he uh-huh. sort of barely uh, like nods, uh-huh. um, and she's like, "Okay, I'll be right back." And then he says. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, she says specifically, you owe me one like in The Godfather, which is great yes. that this like 10-year-old girl knows about movies from the 1960s and 70s because it's the late 90s. Of, co- of course she would. Like she makes a reference to The Fugitive later and like, girl, you have been written by adult males in the writer's room because that no, no child would, would talk like this, but whatever. Um, um, he she- also says, don't let anybody know I'm here. And she says, don't sweat it. And he said, says i cannot prevent it which is very funny because he's like you know sweating yes. and everything yeah, cannot emphasize enough that i'm dying from yeah. some kind of virus here so the sweat is gonna happen i'm sorry um <laughs> so we cut to um, them uh cutting open the uh uh this bug and uh-huh. uh dr Carlo like, yeah, has he, he, daniel he helping asks- Yes, he he asks Daniel to like scalpel into the venom sack of this thing, and he's like, "Don't worry, it's perfectly safe and whatever." And like, okay, sure. Also, are you sure you want like the guy who's not a doctor to do this without gloves or anything? And you know, uh, okay, no, sorry, he doesn't have the scalpel. He has tweezers just to hold the thing while uh, Doctor Harlow uh, puts a syringe in there to like uh, suck it out of there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he still, sa- he says it's armored. So, so uh-huh. like there, he's like these things are really crazy, basically. Like, which we yeah. already kind of knew, but yeah. Yes, it's not even clear if uh, Jack's planned to shoot one. Well, actually, he he shot one in the gate room and that incapa- incapacitated it. So uh, maybe they're not quite bulletproof, but yeah, um, yeah. So the and reason so- he has uh, Daniel help is because Sam was, or sorry. Uh, Oh yeah, Sam. Uh, yeah, Carter was out of the room yep. running a probability model, uh-huh. um, and she comes in and they're like, "So how bad is it?" And she's like, "Well, we, you know, uh, they they multiply exponentially. Uh, so basically, every person who's stung turns into ten more bugs. Uh, and I don't have an exact timeline, but it's bad. Is basically uh-huh. the, the <laughs> it answer. Could be- like millions in six to eight weeks and you can extrapolate from that so so if it goes up like if it takes like two two or three days to go up by a factor of 10 that's like nine weeks and all of earth all of humanity is dead in like in, in a couple months basically is what's going on here uh that's that's extremely bad um so yeah that's 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 another fun thing to have hanging over them now uh so we're back at the projects or whatever. Uh, we see uh, Ali is uh, peeking out the window and she sees the gang from earlier talking to the cops, uh, implied that uh, they're asking about Teal'c and they're telling them that they saw this guy earlier, um, which is how they're going to find him in a little bit there. Uh, and this then, is yeah, where yeah, she yeah, references she, the fugitive. She asks, yes. are you a Kimball? You a Kimball. <laughs> you know how kids always saying, say that when they ask if someone is hiding out from the cops? You a Kimball? Like the, the reference we all get. Right. Um, and, and he's like, what? And she's like, <laughs> you know, like from fugitive, are you like hiding from the cops? Yeah. He says, I uh, am not hiding from the cops. And she says, I don't care. yeah that was another fugitive reference for all the the kids out there who listen to this show um (laughs) this is uh also the point at which like teal it starts to really try to insist that she leave because he's dangerous uh, yeah um 
and she's like, well, you know, whatever. I, I You wouldn't hurt me. I know that because I got the sense. My dad uh-huh. uh, has it, had it and gave it to me. And he yeah. was a cop, and so he would never but, get wrong whether somebody was nervous. Anyway, he did yeah. – or uh, <laughs> whether someone was bad. Anyway, he did get shot and died. So well, – yeah, yeah, but he so knew guess, he guess got that's shot sensitive. by a bad guy. Right. He was aware uh, of that, uh, yes. As soon as he felt the bullet, he knew that that was a bad guy. Um, yeah. not Maybe, maybe that – bit has not aged super well but whatever her her dad died it's sad um it is it's it's a bonding scene that's kind of cute like yes uh there's another good line which is like uh you're a sitting duck in here so i can't leave uh-huh. you uh and he says and ducks are bad and she says <laughs> the the sitting kind are and uh. <laughs> tilk's face is just he does a fair job of like doing reactions even though he can't move very much uh-huh. of just uh-huh. like okay i i feel like i'm not quite mit, hit, uh getting it but sure mm-hmm. um, um yeah she has another candy bar for him and he's passing out at this point yeah um and she says she's gonna hide him uh uh if he can get up and then he tries to get up mm-hmm. and then <laughs> then so so the other thing we forgot to mention is that uh, Hammond has been trying to reach the president this yes. whole time, who must and- be very busy with his whole uh, cheating scandal with the blowjob in the Oval Office right around right, now. Yes, uh-huh. um- <laughs> and he's um- he he says I finally got him, and he overrode Hammond's orders. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but but then what's weird is he's like, we get him so. That means that we get him back, but... If the cops find him, they're going to call us, is what they're saying. But Mayborn still has jurisdiction to actually catch him because they signed him over to him to do the test. It's a little confusing, but he basically implies that, like, legally they should have him back, but they just Mm -hmm. don't trust that Mayborn will do it. That seems to be what what they're trying to say. It's a, it's a really confusing thing where like it's, it's the way they make it sound is like the president like didn't want to get involved with it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you can have him back. But also I don't want to tell Mayborn to, to back off. So uh, just like go at each other, I guess I'm too busy over here with the Republicans trying to impeach me over like an affair I had uh, slash a woman I ripped or whatever. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, a... So she, so the SWAT team essentially, uh, or, you know, I don't know, Mayborn's guys, because Mayborn's there, show up to this building. Yep. um, And uh, Allie hides him in the attic, Mm -hmm. I think, or or some, some... Dark place, basically. Yeah, because she, she saw, like she saw the the guys talking to the cops earlier, so that's she decided to move him because she felt that they were about to come over and get him. So, like, yeah, so she's got that sixth sense, as as we've discussed. She mm-hmm. knows when bad guys are coming. Um, so she's hidden him up there. Uh, like the the sweat people, like have battering rams and kick the doors down into this building that clearly like these none of these like these are like just plywood sheets over the door frames there's 
there's no way, there's no reason to go this hard. I guess, I guess they are going full force against Teal, who did incapac- incapacitate Listen, a whole. If you have a battering ram, you're going to use the battering ram. Yeah, that's you, the- what are you going to do? Put it back away? Oh, actually, that's, we don't that's, need this. Never mind. That's that's the that's the problem with cops. You oh, might yeah. say is that uh-huh. when you have something, they they always really want to use it. Um, anyway, uh, they they go in and. Uh, <clears throat> Ali just finishes like hiding teal he, not just in the attic he's like in the ceiling beams above yes uh, you're right sorry above yeah. the attic um, and the SWAT people uh, really file up these stairs I, they, they don't seem to be splitting up much but the, anyway uh, they're looking for him uh, and then like we get the scene where Harlow ha- has figured out ha I have the cure now because uh, because with the venom I've, it was pretty easy apparently to figure out that uh, what you need to to, to counteract this thing. Uh, he does point out that it wouldn't work for a normal person, but with uh-huh. the symbiote, it will work. Yes. And then Fra- Dr. Frazier is like, not so fast. This thing's uh-huh. about just about dead. Yep. Um, and that's uh, good. Good. Yeah. Cause we need another ticking clock to go over all the other ones is right. we also need to save the symbiote's life to have it be able to be ready to save Teal'c's life when we need it. Um, uh, <clears throat> anyway, SWAT, the SWAT guys are hunting around the, this building. They spot the super soaker that Ali's left behind, which tells them, oh, there was someone here. There was a kid here specifically. Um, they keep looking around. Teal'c is like in the ceiling above them and he's just looking down at them. Uh, and then Ali's just like kind of wandering around and it like, I think she's actually trying to like, Distract uh, attract them. the yeah yes. attract the SWAT to her so that yes. they, she can get them off of Teal, but like <laughs> there's like a kind of creepy because like one of the SWAT guys just like steps out from the shadows right behind her and doesn't say anything just stands there. That's like that anyway. That's that's not what you do anyway. She it gives Ali a time to like comedically go ah oh, man and just like put her head down that she got caught. Um, I like the scene there. They take her to uh, uh, Mayborn. And Mayborn, I think this is the best. Like, we already know he sucks. Uh But this is actually kind of the best characterization of of military guy who sucks out of him so far. Because he's like one of those military dudes or cops who, like, genuinely doesn't understand why a citizen would not be like, oh boy, uh-huh. the military, I'm so happy yes. to help them. Like, Because he's, he's, cl- he's clearly yeah. a guy who idolized the military as a kid and bought all of the propaganda and really wanted to be a soldier. And he, he tries to pull this shit in front of Ali and he's like, you know, I'm with the United States of America. It's us, the soldiers, the good guys. So you can you, you know you can trust me. Don't you want to help me guy. find this guy? And she's uh-huh. like, you can eat my whole ass. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> Oh, didn't expect that. Out of and she this. says, yeah, yeah, you don't smell good. And like, he, she, Mayborn doesn't have the context for that. He does, he hasn't heard the story where she can smell bad guys. So he must, he must assume that, right? He, she just, she said, just has stink. bad breath. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, like, good. Mayborn has, I, I don't know if that's a standard Air Force colonel cap, but he has like lightning clouds on the, on the, the so the, yeah. the military all like, different divisions and and even like down to like squads will can put different like patches and stuff mm-hmm. so i don't recognize that but it you you're allowed to do like okay ch- you're allowed to put like 
little uh, customization on. Okay. Because so, yeah. I'm going to say it, Mayborn. These lightning bolts that are coming out of clouds on your hat kind of have a bit of a Nazi look to oh, them. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look might, good. Don't like it. Uh-huh. Might want to look into that. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Ali just like tells him to eat shit and he doesn't take it well. Uh, and now we're back on the, at the SGC where, uh, the, the ghoul has gone all flaccid. It's just laying down on the bottom of its tank and it's like, uh, I'm so tired. Uh, and Jack walks in and he's like, ah, what's the problem here? They say, well, we, as far as we know, we've done everything we can to replicate its natural environment. So we don't understand why it's not thriving and jack is like oh man so it's too bad that you can't just use the 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 electric paddles that they use on the on the hospital tv shows he specifically says er to 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 bring these people back to life and both fraser and sam go wait hang on a second not not that though like you're an idiot but that would kill it but also (laughs) electricity might work yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it turns out to be right because there's a low level like electric current going through a person's body and that that as it so happens that's the thing that the ghoul needs to live uh they just like uh, we're gonna see they're just gonna put like some electrodes attached to a battery into the tank and that's gonna be enough that's all it takes um, so the most unrealistic thing about this is that when uh ali would not tell mayborn anything instead uh-huh. of uh throwing her in the back of a van they, <laughs> they just, just let, let her, her go. go i guess because yep. And she yeah. walks directly back to Teal'c, and I guess they just left. They didn't follow her or anything. Because uh, yeah. she goes back up there, and Teal'c is like halfway into a cocoon now. He's just covered in webs. It's really bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and she's like, uh, she does tell him, like, hey, I'm going to call the cops if you don't tell me what we need to do. And he's, you know trying to tell her like no and i do appreciate that she's like look man you are turning <laughs> into a spider or something like i was trying to do my best but like i'm out of ideas yeah <laughs> so. like holy shit dude you don't even know how bad you look right now um and uh, um, apparently like we don't we don't see what he tells her but he goes no and like what he tells her is call this phone number ask to speak to jack o'neill and like Here's, and don't like, talk to anybody else. Yeah. She, and here's the thing. I actually kind of buy this mm-hmm. because if a little girl called a military base somehow, I don't really think it works that way, but like uh-huh. it, and was like, hi, I know a person there I need to talk to. Mm-hmm. And this is a top secret base. I think they would go like, I mean, okay, like, we got to figure out what's going on. Like, don't yeah. tell her anything, but, like, sure. Like, like let's yeah. figure out what's up with this. Uh, yeah. she, she's going to say on the phone that she had to talk to, like, 15 people to get through to Jack. And, like, that, right. that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we cut back to the SGC and, like, the, the bit with where they hooked up a battery into the tank. And they go, like, hey, it works. Uh, Junior's fine now. Uh, and their phone rings and Fraser picks up and says, hey, it's for the colonel. And yeah. Jack picks up and he's like, hey. He, so he talks to Allie and, and, uh, and she's like, yeah, okay, finally. Hey, I found Teal. Come over here and get him. Um, so they just go there. And Jack's, uh, Jack sees Teal'c uh, yep. in, uh, in a cocoon. 
Uh-huh. And he's like, what's up, buddy? And Tielk's like, kill me. And he's like, no, <laughs> no I'm not we, gonna we, do that. We came we came all this way. We actually have a solution, which is put the the the, the, the ghoul back into his belly and give him that anti-venom serum thing that they came up with, and he's gonna be fine. This this is the sci-fi magic where the cure actually undoes all of the damage, even though an unknown percentage of his belly was now turned into bugs, it's gonna be fine now. Um yeah, it doesn't do it right away though. He looks really fucking bad when well, they he's, load he's, him into the thing. Yeah, yeah, he he looks like one of the people on the the movie Outbreak that die from Ebola yes, in that movie. Uh-huh. That seems to be what they based his look on because they put extremely white makeup on him and a whole bunch of bleeding red pustules all over his face. That's yeah. really gross. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they just have that ready to go now, and it's fine. And they have a moment where um, Daniel talks to Allie, and he he tells her, hey, uh, no, you can't come with us for reasons, but talk to these fine people, and they're going to make sure you're okay. Um, and so yeah. By the, real quick, this is just something I thought of in this shot. I know that that the like they dressed him this way on purpose early, mm-hmm. but we're in halfway through season two. Can we get Daniel a jacket that fits, please? A military <laughs> uniform that's his yeah. size. Yeah, he's a nerd and he needs to. Yeah, you, you've said it. We know why they do that. Yes, yeah. totally. That's true. He is. We do know that he's ripped, and and yep. I guess they don't want him to look that way. But but literally, yeah. the sleeves like go to his fingertips. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's, 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 it's clearly a jacket that's like several sizes too too large for him. Uh, they're gonna eventually not care about that anymore. Right around the time where he gets a haircut and he goes, you know what? I can wear a t shirt and show my arms. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they they tell him or or he tells her. We're going to make sure he's okay. And she's like, tell him he still owes me one. So he has to be okay. It's, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so they wheel Tilk back into the infirmary. Uh, and like, uh, they've already done what they're going to do to it. Like, uh, you would think that they wouldn't have waited to get all the way back to the SGC to do that anyway, considering it's like, put the gold in and... Maybe they couldn't take the gold with them because he ne- it needed to be in that tank, and that's what they did when, when they got there. But I hope they had the syringe with the anti-venom with them there that they could just give it to him right away. Um, so yeah, they, they 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 did what they had to do, and they're like, "Well, hope here's hoping it he just recovers." Of course, he's gonna he's a main character, and he has to be there next episode. Um, so this is where uh, Mayborn, or sorry, yes. uh, Hammond says. Mayborn has ordered that uh, the the specimen be transferred to the Area 51 facility. Mm-hmm. And we did forget to mention earlier that Mayborn straight up told Dr. Harlow, I want, wanted him to transform so I can like uh, mess with the bugs and use them for my nefarious purposes. Yep. Uh, yep. So at this point, uh, uh, Dr. Harlow is like, well, unfortunately, that's impossible because as soon as Tielk is uh, fully recovered, the insect is going to be involved in an unfortunate lab accident. Uh, uh-huh. So, you know, th- he and and I'll take full responsibility. So they're all and like, "Oh, we could trust you. It was yeah. all okay." See, it's a, he he makes the right decision at the end. Like the the you know the liberal cog in the machine realized that he needed to 
do one uh, one praxis to 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 make the thing himself. Is you can't fix it from the inside, but sometimes you can do stuff like this. So yes, it's like you can yeah. you can sabotage it from the inside. And like yeah. like I said, he never appears again after this episode. So presumably he just ended his career right there. Like he could never get any work anymore after that because he did sabotage under direct orders from his superiors and whatever. <laughs> it's it's um, kind of too bad. I thought he was a fun little spice yeah. on the show. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, just a one-off. Uh, and yeah, like clearly, if Mayborn had that venom, who's to say he wouldn't just stick it in someone else and do that? And that would be right. real bad. Um, this is my favorite thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Tielk owes Ali. So he goes to find her at the same abandoned building for some reason. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I, I just want to point out, Ali is still like playing at SWAT in that building with her super soaker and now she's wearing like what looks like a brand new Adidas tracksuit and these things like were first of all very fashionable in the late 90s everyone at my school had like was at least trying to dress like this uh, and also these were expensive back then which tells me yeah. that Ali's mom on a, a policeman's widow uh, pension, pension is, yeah. is doing probably okay. doing pretty well Ali yeah. probably not as poor as she looks to be this is all like psychological if i had to guess uh i hope she's getting good therapy because but of her dead dad there yes. you know they she's like uh oh it's good to see you i'm glad you're feeling better they fix you up with all that james bond stuff right and he, mm-hmm. he's like yep anyway i have brought you a new weapon with increased <laughs> firepower and he gives her one of those big ass yes. su- super soakers the star the stargate uh, wiki has the exact uh, mo- super soaker model numbers uh, ali's first uh, initial water gun is a super soaker 50 Teal replaces it with a super soaker cps 1000 the gun yeah. he keeps for himself is a super soaker cps 1500 so Teal got her the second best super soaker on store shelves that you can buy and then he bought the best one for himself to play with her with that's very funny yeah (laughs) it rules and it's like uh she's like so you can play with me right and Mm -hmm. uh daniel who also came is like uh well actually we have to and then she shoots him and runs off yeah she she shoots teal and like daniel gets a little bit of splash like we see like he kind of like wipes a drop from his eye or whatever and then like daniel just (laughs) just uh, tells silk guess we shouldn't have loaded it huh and teal pulls out a pair of fucking oakley's puts them on and like whips up from just out of frame his way bigger super soaker and just like (laughs) he says how else would she defend herself and just like Nails Daniel point blank in the chest with his it's way bigger so super funny. soaker. <laughs> it's really cute. And also, it did, like, Daniel saying, I guess we shouldn't have loaded it. it it's, it's a really funny image of them, like, kneeled outside of, like, a house like, uh-huh. with the tap water being, like, <laughs> waiting for it to be full, filled up. Yep. It's just really funny. Before they go hang out in the abandoned apartment building for an unknown, an unknown amount of time waiting for her to show up to give her her presence. It's, it's very <laughs> cute. I, I appreciated it. I, I, uh, I liked it. I know yes. that this, you said to me that this actress, uh, is gonna be um, yes uh, another character on the show she's, later. She's gonna be the new Cassandra, uh, who's the little girl we've seen before, but in a later episode when she's a, a teenager, she's gonna be played by this uh, actress next time. 
She does an okay job. I think some of her lines are pretty corny, but the actress mm-hmm. is, is pretty good. So yeah. that's cool. She, 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 she's a good uh, wisecracking street smart kid. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it, this was a fun episode. A fun, very uh, unimportant episode, I guess. It's, it's just a, a one-off. And yeah. it's, it's, it's well, well, made, well done that we just come back on this one so that we can have an easy ride back. My <laughs> easy only slow back up. kind of yeah. major complaint is that it's a Tielk-focused episode that I feel like doesn't do much for his character. I don't like know anything new about him really. Mm-hmm. Like because mostly because he's like can't talk for most of it. So mm-hmm. like it it's that part's a little bit of a bummer, but yeah. it it's still I think the stuff with him and the little girl is like pretty fun and yes. the shot at the stuff at the very very end is is like worth it, I think. Yes. But, yeah. It's it's always fun when Stargate just like has fun with itself like this and just goes, hey, you know what? We can just have our characters have a water gun fight and it's fun and it's it's fine. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a fun episode. I would rate it uh, pretty good. Uh, at the end of the season, I guess I'll rate all the episodes in this season. And this is this is a fine one. Um, so that's it for yeah. this episode. Uh, we have a couple questions. Uh, ah, if you follow. Oh uh, yeah, we. If you follow this, uh, t- this what this podcast Twitter at at Jaffa Takes, you can look out for a post where I ask for people if they have questions. You can also join uh, the Discord channel that we have on the uh, Audio Entropy Discord link in the des- in the description and ask questions there. Um, so first of all, we have a question from the Discord by Lambda. Two questions. All right, on a scale of one to ten, how bad was the DNA science of this episode? Uh, I'm gonna say, okay, none of us are geneticists, so it's like, it's not a formal evaluation of the scientific uh, accuracy of this. Uh, I would say the, 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 when the geneticist guy on the episode says that a retrovirus changes the RNA of blah de blah and like turns it to an, into a thing that turns it into itself, that's like close enough to how this shit works that I'm willing to give it like a six, but yeah, turn a guy it- Turn turn a guy into bugs is not a thing that can happen. I'm pretty sure. No, but like it that a virus changes like does screws with your cells and, and mm-hmm. DNA and stuff like that's close enough. I, I feel like that it like you said it does not turn you into a bug. Obviously, mm-hmm. but but yeah, like it's what whatever. I mean, there's way weirder. Like I feel like one of the last episodes I was on was was that one where the uh, that ball like turned turned everything into energy or some weird shit. Yes. Like, do you? Yeah. Uh, that was way worse in terms yeah. of like, what are you even trying to Cause, tell cause, me? Because the, the the organism in the ball was like infecting the concrete in the walls. That's yes, like, yeah, it turned the concrete into data. Or what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like that. So compared to that, it's fine. It's more grounded than that. Yeah. Uh, and did you have a super soaker, soaker as a child? If, if so, what model? I didn't. My parents were against having toy guns, so I didn't have, <gasps> I didn't get to have one. I had the, the 50. Okay. Um, and then I think I had, I'm gonna, hold on, super soaker 150. Yes, I had the super soaker, soaker 150, which is basically just a slightly bigger version of this. Yeah. Um, and it had like little balls like on two the little front. Balls. 
Yeah, that had a little bit of extra water. I, I feel like I yeah okay. I knew I definitely knew a lot of people that 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 had the one hundred. That seemed to be the most common one, which is the the big tank and then the little ball on the back and like the pump in the front. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um, what about you, you have, Eric? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so did you- we did not have super soakers, but we had. Uh, like little squirt guns. Well, they weren't actually little. Yeah. But I believe they were designed to look like RoboCop's gun. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty cool. Were, were like were they up to scale with RoboCop's gun cuz that's like a huge yeah. Desert Eagle yeah, size magnet thing. Yeah. They were pretty big. Thing. Yeah. All right. Of course I was also 11 <laughs> at the time, so <laughs> yeah, it's hard to, to 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 correctly evaluate sizes versus the size of your hands when you were just a little kid. But uh, we had three of them, one for each of the brothers, so we wouldn't fight nice. over them. Nice. Um, all right, uh, and we have a couple questions from the from the Twitter. Uh, okay, M asks has two questions for us. Uh, they ask, "What's your favorite weird space bug?" Um, oh, there's a lot of them. I mean, uh, the xenomorph is probably, yeah. but that's like cheating. Yeah, I feel like the, it, to I answer think, that, it's because they got it right on the first try, and then everything has been copying them for like forty years or however long it's been. It's been since they came up with that. Um, I feel like, the, um, like you know, it's super derivative of a lot of other stuff, but the Zerg are pretty cool in in StarCraft. Like the everything Zerg about are them, cool. The the because that's the thing is the Zerg and um, the the Tyranids, which yes. are in uh, 40K. Warhammer 40K, those are both basically the Xenomorph, but they're a little different. And I think yeah. they're different in kind of cool ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of – I feel like there's there's just a lot, I feel like. There's um, the bugs from Starship Troopers, which, yeah, you know, I, was gonna say, just, I like the plasma yeah. bug from Starship Troopers. Yeah, that, is that, that like, the brain one? The, like, no, the plasma no, the ones one that, are, that do the artillery strikes into the orbiting ships, right? Yeah, they're basically like yeah. the bug equivalent of a flat gun where they just yes. point their butt upwards and fire plasma balls to try to knock down oh, the incoming cool. ships. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is neat. I like that. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, um, the are the are the covenant bugs like in Halo? Uh, no, not really. I, I mean, the okay. the flood are more bug like in Halo. Oh, I don't like uh, the flood though, so yeah. I take that back. No, <laughs> <laughs> the covenant are more like a, a like a confederation of different alien species that are. You know, working together. I think the Rachni and Mass Effect are pretty neat because they communicate mm-hmm. through music, yeah. like they yes. sing to each other. I yeah, think pretty that's good. pretty cool. Oh, I think the the kitten, uh, K Y T I N N, are who are bugs in the Mortal Kombat universe. Oh yeah, uh, yes. What's that lady's name? I looked up the. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. She was. I'm, she was not in one, so I forgot her name. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, but basically they are Devora, all, Devora, Devora. they're yes. like hive mindy, but I think they look really cool, uh, yeah. is, is basically, I think they have cool designs. It's, it's, it's real gross. Like her, 
ovipositor attacks and everything. That's in just like the one she was introduced in in nine, I think. Uh, no, and she 10. was in in yeah in ten. In uh, she was. I thought she was gross, but basically, apparently, too many people were slightly horny for her, and it seemed like the team made like a conscious effort to make her as gross as possible in mm-hmm. in the next one. Yes, and I thought that was a nice like little. Uh, yeah, they just, she's, they're nasty and scary, like pretty scary, honestly, in, mm-hmm. in uh, cause they're just so like fucked up looking and the, the attacks are, are pretty gruesome. Uh, and I'm a Mortal Kombat nerd. So that's another mm-hmm. one that I think are, are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what There's part of, of, I guess they're, I guess technically they're not aliens, but they're other dimensional aliens. So that counts anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to say it works. Uh-huh. Um, what part of ordinary life would you have liked to see to have seen Teal deal with while on the run? Uh, this is hard to answer because he was not like he wasn't on on the top of his shape in this episode. So it would have been just like really sad to see him like try to get like a bus ride or something while he's like dying from a virus and like he would it would have just been everyone like be like oh man you look real bad and ah uh, yeah i guess get on the bus but cough in your elbow or something uh it, yeah I, maybe this isn't the right episode for it but uh, if anytime. he was on the run for another reason and he was yes. healthy i would like to him to wear a big trench coat and go see <laughs> critters 2 at a movie theater in yes. downtown new york city uh, like in Ninja Turtles, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just because I think that that would look really fun. I, I, because, because he, I mean, Tielk is a bit is big, but other mm-hmm. than that, it's just the the um, the tattoo on it or, or whatever brand or whatever it is on his forehead mm-hmm. that makes him yes. look different. Yes. Um, the, he usually wears a hat when he has to be out to, to cover that, and he just looks like a guy when he does that. So that's fine. Um, uh, I also like I, I, speaking of Ninja Turtles. I would have liked to see him order a pizza, but like the first pizza he's ever seen. It's like he doesn't know what pizza is, and now he has to order a pizza. I would have liked to see that. See that him pick toppings for it. I've got two things I'd like to see. Uh, one, mm-hmm. I would like to see how he reacts to uh, trying to get something out of a vending machine, but it gets stuck and doesn't <laughs> fall. Yeah, one of those candy bars. I think that yeah. really says a lot about a person is how they react mm-hmm. to that. Is yeah. whether you uh like just give up, whether you try to craftily get it out or mm-hmm. you just lose your shit and wail on it. That's like, not yeah. none of these you just have to like kind of sh- shake it a bit. That's yeah. that's what works best. Like punching it doesn't work, kicking it doesn't work. Leaving is where you're a loser. You don't leave without your your due. But like if you just like kind of Shake, shake it a little bit. I guess you have to be but a don't large man tip like it. me. No, Do don't not tip it. Tip it. <laughs> bad. Or bad he, can, 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 he doesn't yeah. even pay for his thing. He just sends the larva up to grab stuff out. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing uh, I would like to see him do is uh, go into a. Uh, I don't know if it was just Walmart. But at this time, go into the uh, Nintendo 64 and mm-hmm. have his head cranked up at an unnatural angle to play the oh, Super Mario 64 the, like, demo. Yes. <laughs> yes. But the guy is like six foot six, so yeah, maybe he would be staring yeah. straight at it. Yeah, uh-huh. those ki- those like demo kiosks where for some reason they had the TV like super high uh, all the yeah. way up. Yeah, because they, they didn't want 
actually, I guess it was to discourage people from standing there all day playing games. But also, that's not going to stop a kid if you put like Mario sixty four in front of him. Come on, he's just going to stand there. there were, doesn't care. I worked at GameStop and we didn't do that, and maybe uh-huh. we should have. Maybe that uh-huh. would have kept people from using us like we were a, a daycare for some reason. <laughs> yeah, there were I get two that. major neck afflictions in the late nineties. There was <laughs> the uh, crick in the neck from looking up at Super Mario sixty four in the store. Mm-hmm. And then there is mm-hmm. also taco neck syndrome. God, I was so <laughs> like, please say taco neck, please. Uh, uh, that is, if you are not from the 90s, which is how you say it, mm-hmm. uh, the one of the weirdest commercial campaigns ever, which was basically Taco Bell trying to pitch... Uh, a new like way to eat. Uh, was it like a sleeve or something, Eric? Do you remember what was the thing they were trying? They basically were trying to tell you that eating tacos the old way was bad mm-hmm. because you needed to turn your head sideways to eat it. Because I guess you couldn't eat it like well. Because like, if you turn the taco, on, it would make the filling fall out. Fall out. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. Why? There's there's so many like notorious like food inventions related to tacos because when they came up with square taco shells they had this whole thing this like the old El Paso uh, ads where they had like a Mexican scientist coming up with square tacos that would stand on their own and then they had the why not have both for the the kits that came with hard and soft shells. Yes, it's, it's, there's been a, there's been a lot of of innovation in the field of tacos in our lifetimes. I f- I feel very very proud of this. Uh, so, the, <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say the taco neck syndrome commercial was an ad mm-hmm. for their new big beef burrito for okay. ninety nine cents, and mm-hmm. because it was a burrito, you could eat it straight on without cranking I your see. neck. I see. That of feels course. like this. Throwing unfairly throwing tacos under the bus, Taco Bell. You ha- you literally have taco in your brand name. You should well, maybe respect like them bor- a little it's more. It's like borderline uh, uh, infomercial. Like no human has ever done something this stupid. No. Like, oh wait, like- uh, this whole time I was assuming it was like a uh, a joke commercial. Well, I mean a real commercial, but the, the joke is that taco neck is a real thing. Were they actually? Saying that, like, it was a serious thing? No, no it was, it was Shaquille okay. O'Neal I mean, okay. was suffering from okay. taco neck syndrome. Yeah, of course. And so, well, like, fans were like, oh, they're doing this to him on purpose so that he doesn't win games. <laughs> and they even got the owner of the Lakers in the commercial. Nice. That's pretty good. It's, I appreciate yeah, this. But yes, I, most people can figure out how to eat a taco, yes. Yeah. This is not... <laughs> my, my kids know how to eat tacos. They're, they're kids, so it can be done. I can confirm. Um, <laughs> Without turning right, their uh, head, though? Ah, <laughs> uh, It's not clear. It's like... I, I guess I need to watch them closer. They like soft tacos better than hard tacos, and yeah, we, we usually roll them for them, so it's not like... It's not. You can eat tacos however you like. It's fine. There's no no judgment here. Okay, listeners, uh, we I have some homework my, for you. I just eat most of my Taco Bell while driving, so the soft taco <laughs> is a little bit easier. Oh, uh, that seems that seems bad for your car. Oh yeah, it's not good for. <laughs> yes, that that's a hundred percent accurate. Fine, yeah. uh-huh. petrified shredded cheese weeks later. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just completely congealed in the vents. 
Um, <laughs> all right, last question from Comics Cowboy. Which show did it better, SG-1 or PR in Space, The, Bur the Beryllian Sting? Which uh, I had to look that up on Power Rangers Wiki. It's a Power Rangers episode where basically that, this happens. That <laughs> is a good episode. Um, that's basically the one that's that's their version of, oh, no, no, that's not. Wait. They have Carlos get uh, stung by a bug and then that he turns into a bad. bug monster. And I was thinking of the good uh, Lost in Space, or sorry, Lost Galaxy episode. That's basically an aliens uh, mm -hmm. uh, ripoff. That that one is not good. So I would say this did it better. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the one where Carlos turns into a bug, uh, but it's not done very well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, so, I'll, I'll so say this it. wins. Kafka did it best. Like if you uh, yes, of guy course. turns into yeah. a bug, like it's hard to beat the original. Like go read Metamorphosis. Like Gregor Samsa didn't deserve what happened to him. You heard it here. Uh, <laughs> Kafka better than Power Rangers in Space or Lost Galaxy uh -huh. or Stargate SG One. Uh, it's a short sorry, story. Yes, it's it's sorry. probably it's it takes less time to read than to watch an episode of Stargate SG One. Um, Cool, so good. Look it up. That's your that's your homework. Read Metamorphosis with Fra by Franz Kafka because uh, it's good. I read. While I, eating I, a I taco. Read it. While eating a taco. However, you want to read eat it, uh, <laughs> and then you'll understand all the Metamorphosis memes if you do that. Uh, so you'll be your life will be richer for it. All right. That's it for this episode. Um, join us. Uh, I will try to have another one next week before we take a break for the holidays. Uh, next episode is the Tokra part one. So if all goes well, we'll, we'll be leaving you on a cliffhanger next time. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, so that's it for this one. So, uh, Uncree. I forgot how I used to sign off, but that, that's how. Bye everyone. There you go. Bye.